Hi, my name is Eric. And I'm Shalila, and this is Are You Still Watching? A podcast about movies and their place in our culture. Which currently, its place in our culture is in absentia, right? Just gone. Yeah. yeah. So We're keeping it alive for the sheer power of podcasting. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, unless it's coming out on streaming, you're not seeing movies, because today, the last holdout finally got put as TBD. I don't know if you saw that, but Tenet is officially pushed. No! What? Yep. I was gonna start- <laughs> My initial intro for this episode was, let's all give a good New Mutants goodbye to Tenet, because it's definitely- There it is. No, down. they officially announced it today. And there They it have is. moved the release date to TBD. They haven't <sighs> even given it a date, which means Nolan gave up. So, Jeez. the final holdout of 2020 is now gone, uh- Basically, movies aren't happening <laughs> until, like, September, I'm October, I'm sorry, do you like least. movies? Well, uh, it's not a good year for you. Yeah. So, anyway, in case anybody was looking forward to the movie that hasn't, the internet hasn't stopped talking about for six months because it's been constantly, like, is it going to be canceled or not? It's gone. So. Great. That's that. We're all that's, out of movies. That's just Except great. for all the ones that are on every other place that you can watch movies. Which, it turns <laughs> out, is a lot. Uh, yeah. Including, so we haven't actually talked about this in the podcast yet. Do you have HBO Max? I do not, but I, I have access to the internet. Okay, that's Same fair. More. That's yeah. I mean, the internet. Yeah, that's very fair. So, uh, we had HBO Go through a family member, and if you already had HBO Go, then you automatically had HBO Max, which is neato. Uh, right. So when it came out, I think I, like a lot of the internet, was like, silly HBO, silly them with their silly apps. And then it turns out, it's just like a dream. Like, it works really well. The categories are really well, like, picked. Like, it's not category, well, that's not true. It actually does have some, like, Netflix-esque, like, you know, um, You'll be scrolling through and it'll be like, here, do you want an LGBTQ comedy? And you're like, sure. And it's just like a good selection of stuff. Um, but more than that, I think they do a lot better job of curating based on like, not preference, but based on actual categorization where they're like, here are all of the Turner classic movies. Like, here's a bunch of like neo-noirs. And it's not like an opinion. It's like, this is the fat, like, this is the genre. Like, do you want a bunch of 40s dramas? Here they are. Like, um... And it just has so much stuff. So much. And not so much in the way that Netflix has so much, where like 2% is worth watching and 98% right, right, just right. doesn't matter. Uh, it's kind of the other way around. So much is worth watching. So, I mean, I don't, like, I'm not really here to promote Warner Brothers, I guess. They're doing fine on their own. But I'm just saying, if you have somebody that you know of that has HBO Max or you have a family member that has HBO I think it is very much worth checking out. At this point, like its price point is very worth it, especially in the pandemic. Uh, or, as Shalula said, just the internet yeah. is also there. Uh, I think I have, yeah. Yeah. That's it. I've gotten to that point of exhaustion with Disney Plus where I'm like, mm-hmm. how many times can you watch Endgame? And then you're like, okay. So fine. I think Disney Plus is a great example. I assumed HBO Max was going to launch and it would be a debacle like Disney Plus. Because Disney Plus still kind of doesn't work. Like, it's still... I mean, they had their little Hamilton spike, which I I would say is probably still ongoing. No, no, I don't mean doesn't work as in people aren't watching it. I mean the app itself doesn't work. Oh, it's it's horrible. It has a terrible (laughs) interface. The categories are weird. 
if you search some of their biggest categories, half of the things don't come up. Like, if you search yeah. Star Wars, it's still missing two of the movies. They're on the app. I'm not saying they're not released. Like, they just don't show up. That yeah. is bad. Like, that's my point. Like, and they also released, like, when they made all the announcements, they're like, all these movies are going to come with it. And then a bunch of them just never did. And a bunch of the TV shows that they've said have been canceled. HBO Max, they were like, we're going to put everything on. And everyone basically said, we don't care. And then it came out, and it turns out they have half of all of video media in history on there, which is just baffling. Like Two very different approaches. That's my point. I just, I'm really shocked at how well they did, because Disney's was so kind of bleh. Like, as much as I love it, as, you know, I've used it probably every day, it's just not a very good app. So, yeah, that's all. This has been our review of recent uh, streaming apps. An ongoing segment. Still no sponsors. But, uh. <laughs> Still no sponsors. Can you believe that Blue Apron <laughs> mm-hmm. hasn't jumped in and and no, what said, is Honey doing? We would love to sponsor your segment on recent streaming. Raid app. Shadow Legends. Not even. Not even them. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad you brought that up. I never want to hear about Raid Shadow Legends again. <laughs> I am. Well, I don't think you have a choice if you're a user of the internet. It's so. So every good luck with that one. Single YouTube commercial is either for Purple Mattress, which I get. We were mattress shopping, so I understand cookies are oh, working. Okay. And Raid Shadow Legends. And I just can't stand it anymore. I know so much about that game and I don't know what it is. But I know the, like, (laughs) skins and so many character unlockables and I just don't care. I know. Yeah. So, anyway, sponsors. This is the kind of stuff you could get if you you wanted, you know, with our wide reach. Qualities out there within reach. (laughs) That's a great segue because quality is out there. And it's all that's within reach is the title of this segment <laughs> called the Oscars are basically canceled. <laughs> so, so let's make them up. Let's make them up. So yeah, that is what we're going to be doing today to some degree or another. Uh, in case you haven't heard, the Oscars are, I don't, they didn't officially cancel them, right? They're just like in hiatus. I don't remember actually. They're they're I think, um, pushed two months, but still TBD. Right, there it is. So, honestly, the way things are going, we're not going to get the Oscars. So, that's sad for only for people who care about the Oscars, which is fair. Uh, it really, truly doesn't matter. So, let's just put that on the bottom of the list of reasons why the pandemic is bad. That being said, it does create a fun opportunity for us to take a wild guess as to what the Oscars <laughs> would have to pick if the movies that have been released thus far are the only things that get released in 2020 because everything else has been pushed. So that is what we're doing today. So to be clear, we're we're not counting movies that we know will be releasing and were planned to release this year, but just simply haven't yet. And like, we might mention them, but like, if we're talking about like, who do we think would win? We can't pick those because they're not coming out. But like, we'll talk about the fact that some of them, some of the ones that might or might not come out are obvious nominations, but we're not going to count those as winners. Watch the system crumble yeah. before your eyes. Yeah, it's, system, I mean, it's definitely going to break system. within 10 minutes. I do yeah, also okay. want to point out that the list that you and I are working from, I'm currently looking through it for the second time, and it definitely mm-hmm. includes things that haven't come out, despite the fact that we sorted <laughs> otherwise. Because they, they came out in some country somewhere at some point one time. I have they? to assume. Okay, I'm going to spoil everything. Did Mulan come out? Okay, great. We're both staring directly at Mulan, (laughs) wondering why it's on there. Fantastic. Did it come out already? I didn't, I I said, I know it didn't come out wide, but did they have the premiere? I didn't even think they had that. 
I just assumed because it's on there. Or someone in the letterbox oh, office was like, I No, don't know. no, I think I think it did because let's see. I'm looking at the Maybe uh, for a second. Didn't China have that period where in, in some countries theaters opened and then within the week they opened they were issued an order to close again? Maybe they yeah, had like they two did, days but I don't think it's that. On. It's Hollywood. The premiere was on March 9th, twenty twenty, which was like four days before the country shut down. So that's interesting. And you know, actually, this is bringing back memories because I remember there being reviewers saying, "Like we saw Mulan, but we're on embargo. We can't say anything." And everyone was like, "Ooh, we can't wait till Monday." Uh, yes, and then yes, Monday yes, yes, came, yes, yes. and it was a pandemic. So, like, the embargo right. is still on. Everything. There's still a bunch of reviewers right. that are just sitting on reviews that have been written since March 9th. Uh, as of today, July 20th. So, uh, but technically that movie did come out, just not wide. So I guess we can count that. Right? There's a lot like that. Sure. I mean, like A Quiet Place Part 2, where sure. it's like, you have to really, you, you got to be on film Twitter to have seen that one. Right. Um, you got to be running film Twitter. So that's, that's fine. That's we'll what just, we're doing we're today. We're extrapolating wildly today. So welcome to that. Yeah, it's going to be really loosey-goosey. I mean, <laughs> so I guess maybe like a little inside baseball to keep using phrases that I don't really use in my everyday life. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a pandemic. So Shalila and I are just doing our best, you know? So that's the theme of today's episode. We're all just, the we're Oscars, all just trying our best. We're just doing the our Oscars best. colon trying their best. Right. So I figure, I mean, we're obviously not going to go, I mean, we could if we wanted, but I figure we won't go through every category, but we'll probably no. hit the big six and uh, yeah. and see what we come up with. And... I think we would love it if you, listener, uh, emphasis on the singular listener, if you would send us who you think deserves to win things, honestly, would be kind of, I would love to know what other people think. Uh, Because again, there's no rules here. Like, everything's open because only half of the movies came out and none of them are the Oscar ones. So you really have to rethink the bar. (laughs) They're just not the great ones. who gets to be in. So (laughs) anyway, I think that's where we're going. So... Fantastic. Uh, Where do we want to start? I figure we should save the golden goose for the... Look at me go. I'm really... Lots of two-word phrases to get. three for three. I know. Uh, Let's save that one for the end. So let's start Mm -hmm. maybe with something to kind of warm us up. Let's let's take a page out of the Oscars, and let's start with a category seemingly based on no real reason. Let's do Best Supporting Actor, which is always the one they start with for some reason. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Like when you're 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 just not warmed up at all, and then they they jump into right. that, and you're like, "What is this award show again?" And then you're thrown well, back into your spreadsheet. Actually, I guess I have a question. Should we let people know what movies might be eligible, so that while they while we're talking about them, they can they can kind of make up their own opinions? Yeah, perfect. Okay, okay, so I I will first confess to say I have only seen five movies that have come out in the year 2020, which is very little. So I'm just going to give a smattering of movies that I'm currently looking at in front of me that I have heard of, that I have seen, and or I'm aware that they had like positive attributions to them. And because uh, it's me, I will be excluding any horror because I wouldn't have watched it. And I'm going to leave Shalila to take care of horror. So here are movies that would be eligible on our very airtight (laughs) rules for the 2020 pandemic Oscars. Uh, Birds of Prey, colon, The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, The Invisible Man, Onward, Palm Springs, The Five Bloods, 
Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Got through that one. Emma. Uh, I believe... I don't remember if they said that the rules were taking place this year or not. But they had opened it up and said... Oh, no, they did. Remember? They said that the streaming was going to be allowed. Which means... Yeah, they did. To all the boys... P.S. I Still yes. Love You. Which is wild. Eurovision. Bad Boys for Life. Uh, the King of Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Uh... What else am I aware of as I'm glancing? Oh, Scoob! Exclamation point. Yes, uh, yes. Too little. The number one movie in America for I think three weeks, Bloodshot. Uh, <laughs> technically Disney's live action remake, Mulan. Trolls World Tour. Um, as I'm going down the list, I'm starting to see less that I recognize, but I will say one that I heard really great things about. I'm assuming it was Sundance. Zola. Mm-hmm. I am very excited about Zola. Yeah. Okay, cool. I've heard very good things about it. People really were into it. I think it was festival. So I'm going to throw that in there as my last uh, example. So which ones do you want to want to uh, throw our way? Um, uh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to throw out The Old Guard. Um a couple of documentaries I think will be notable, probably Taylor Swift's Miss Americana, um, Michelle Obama's Becoming, The the Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls one, um, probably Crip Camp, I, I, that's, you know, spoiler, probably the best one, um, Shirley, great movie, um, The Call of the Wild. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Uh, spectacular movie, just the peak of cinema right there. Um and a couple more on the festival circuit that I've also heard very good things about um, that count. Uh, there is Minari. Minari? I don't know if I'm pronouncing oh, that right. Oh, I did hear about that one. Yep. Supposedly, everything I've read about it seems stunning. Um, Kajillionaire. I've also read a lot about that. It's an Evan Rachel Wood, Gina Rodriguez, a few other people movie. Seems very nice. Um, Saint Maud, which I've heard a ton about. The Way Back, oh yes, Ben Affleck ca- caught the right. cinema, yes, you know, yes, yes. screenings right at the end. Um, Bad Education, I suppose. I, I think that could make that could make it. That would make it. And I'm going to throw one more out: uh, the personal history of David Copperfield. Good one for um, Dave Patel. Right, I forgot about that. I saw the the trailer for that one. Um, oh, and two more actually. Very quickly. Yeah, um, Never, rarely, sometimes, always, which is my personal yep. favorite movie of 2020. Interesting. And okay. Very, very good movie. And um, Greyhound. Which is Tom Hanks's uh, sad that it's on Apple movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Apple TV movie. It's <laughs> uh, a phrase that really flows off the tongue. The other one I want to throw out is uh, First Cow, since that is coming out yes, in yes, yes. tomorrow. Um, which is another big festival one. Oh, Ms. Juneteenth. That's what I'm yes, thinking of. Yes, yeah. yes, So anyway, that's just like a smattering of things. Uh, honestly, there's like a ton of stuff that has come out, but it just depends on where you live. Like literally yeah. both within the United States and internationally. Like it just depends on if you're in New York, LA, London, Beijing. Like it's just, like it just, it's not uniform <laughs> anywhere. So it's kind of hard to know whether or not you are actually able to watch what we're talking about, other than through there are a lot of your good pal Google. ones that are super regional. Yeah, it's like, I mean, how many people really heard about Kristen Stewart's Underwater? But that was a 2020 release. Yeah, it was. Um, yep. 
And of course, there's Fantasy Island and The Hunt and The Quiet Place Part 2. So fill out that, that sparse horror genre a little bit. Did that one premiere? Bronze Did Quiet Boy Place 2. Part 2 premiere? Yeah, it, it, pulled, it pulled a Milan where it got a premiere, a bunch of people saw it, and then they had to uh, shut up about it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, those are some of our, our eligibles. So this very scientific system, we're going to plug it in now to our fake algorithm. And <laughs> we're, we're crunching the numbers, and here's the answer that we're spitting out. So, Shalila, who do you have as possibles for our Oscars uh, Pandemic 2020 for uh, Best Supporting Actor? So, here's my bid for people who might be nominated, sla- and this is not going to be complete list at all, because just a newsflash, none of this matters. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's 2020, where we just, everybody gave up. So... Uh, here's a couple noms and who I think I would give the winner to. All right. So here are some of my nominations. James Marsden, Sonic the Hedgehog, whose role was somebody, don't know his name, but James Marsden's delightful. He's been doing the same thing for 20 years. He's been trying his damnedest and it doesn't ever seem to go anywhere. So... I just, he was very funny, and I enjoy him, and I hope that he gets a nom. Um, uh, Shalila's the one that knows actors' names, and I'm the one who doesn't. That's our dynamic. So, the guy from Mindy Kaling's show, who is in Birds of Prey. Chris Messina. Chris Messina, thank you. Uh, Chris Messina as Zaz, because he was super weird, and he had weird hair, and that's different have weird hair that's a sacrifice yeah that's like you know he's like pulling a pulling a uh uh you know like classic like oh we put on a bunch of weird makeup kind of a thing um speaking of that tom hardy in capone 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 why i say capone Al- i've known al capone my whole american life name. yeah it's, it's it's tough when it's just the last name it's, it's tough, fine it's tough um anyway tom hardy loves to put on makeup and masks that hide his face for some he reason. Does. He also loves to star in movies that nobody watches. Like, I know he also stars in huge blockbusters, and that's not to say he, like, that's super true. I really like Tom Hardy. But he has had a lot of movies that you just don't know. Like, if you look yeah. through his IMDb, he really does a lot of things that I'm like, who, what is this? He's busier um, than you think. <laughs> yeah, Capone is going to be on there. Uh, Jet Li in Mulan. I don't know anything about this movie. I don't know. I think Jet Li plays the Emperor. I'm just assuming that I Jet Li gets a nom before yeah, being Jet Li in Jet the Li's movie. Jet amazing, so he gets the nom. But none of these are the winner. The winner of Best Supporting Actor Pandemic Oscars 2020 is Ewan McGregor as Black Mask because that was inspired. <laughs> I loved his performance. He was so weird and looked like he was having the time of his life, and more importantly, I feel as though velvet blazers are hard to pull off, and Ewan McGregor did it, and he did it with style and murder, and that's difficult. So, (laughs) Ewan McGregor, Best Supporting Actor 2020, that's my, that is my ballot. I clicked his name, and I'm submitting it to the Academy today. Fantastic. Um, congratulations. (laughs) They're, they're airing it, and you win. Um, I'm gonna, go. <laughs> I'm gonna add one that I think is a real contender that yep. would actually win, possibly, yep. and one that I think is just really funny, because um, <laughs> uh, he's out there. Um, or actually, no, this is a. 
I, I just respect him. Okay, uh, somebody who can actually win. Bill Burr in King of Staten Island. Fantastic performance. Really, really good. Um, very different from characters he these days plays most often. Not not that he's never played this kind of character before. Right. But it's a good return. Very good. Makes Pete's performance a lot better to have that to play off of. And you're kind of looking for that like older comedian who gets the dramatic supporting role Oscar. Like Eddie yes. Murphy did, right? Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yes. I could see them giving it to him. Cool. Um, and by them, I mean us. Yeah. Because we're running the show. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And and just because we haven't mentioned this movie before, and I think I'm going to bring it up in every category that I can, to all the boys I've loved before, um, obviously at the top of the list, um, let's 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 give let's give a generous nom to Jordan Fisher, who I just think deserves nominations left and right for I being Jordan Fisher. Important question: Which one is Jordan Fisher? Is he the boyfriend or is he the other boyfriend? He's the other. He's he's not Noah Centineo. He's not the white guy. Noah Centineo is white. Is he I not, didn't know is he that. not just Italian? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Not. I have no I idea. I assume because his, his energy is vanilla. He, he's the one from the first... No, that nails the one from the first movie, right? He's the one that she loved yes, in the first yes, movie. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Okay, great, great. He is the main love interest. Got it. I'm um, on board. I'm going to be so let down if he's, like, secretly ethnic. Um, oh, no, he's half... Oh, no, yeah, okay. He says he is half Italian, Dutch, a little bit of Native American, and there is Puerto Rican somewhere in there. Which sounds like he identifies as white, but yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I would agree with we'll, that. We'll give we'll give him a card as a as a part time POC. Oh my god, he's gonna be He Man. What? He's set to portray He Man in the Masters of the Universe movie from Sony. He's gonna play He Man. Is he? He's not that big of a guy, right? How big is Noah Centineo? He's big. He's big enough to play He Man, but is he right enough to play He Man in anybody's eyes? This is. Really no, you see what I'm saying by big, um, right? I mean size. I mean literal, like, oh, physical yeah. size. Dom- is he a yeah, okay. big guy? He's six one. He's, he's actually I, pretty I, tall. He's not. He's not He Man big, but he is bigger than you think. <laughs> he's a. He's kind of a. Kind of a rectangle. Wow, I'm fascinated by that. Uh, hmm. Still doesn't justify the casting choice. I think he's also going to be. I saw the other day he's going to be in um, in Black Adam with uh, The Rock. He has been cast as the villain, as Adam Smasher. They're asking a lot of him as an actor that I'm not sure that he can deliver. I was curious about that, too. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess we must sit back and see. And I guess that's why he wasn't on your nom list. Well, because he's not a supporting actor. He's the, he's, the, he's, like, he's the lead. Would he be the lead actor in that movie? Would he not be considered supporting actor? I don't know. I don't know. I... You're right. I don't know. I just don't want to give him anything. No, he I think that's the fair. Show and that's this fair. man doesn't. He doesn't come to my Oscars. Okay, so who who do you give it to? Who is the who's the winner of your best supporting? Uh, Definitely Bill Burr. I'm giving Bill Burr. it to Bill Burr. Interesting. Yeah. I like this a lot. Look at us. We're so progressive that in the year 2020, we have two white men as our winners for best for our first our first category selection we get to redo the oscar listen this is where we end up here's the thing everybody i'm coming up with a reason for this off the top of my head other than that we're lazy here's the real reason i'm gonna come up with an actual reason right on the spot i theorize based on nothing other than it's coming out of my mouth right this minute that Movies that get nominated for Oscars that contain people of color don't release until Oscar season because they're considered See, Oscar movies. So if we only got January through March, which is all we got, and then some internet releases here and there, uh, 
that means we're mostly getting like either just bad movies period regardless of who's in it they're just bad or they're mediocre to okay white people movies because that's when they release those so that is my current argument for for us (laughs) you're right (laughs) look we're just like the academy look at us making up excuses Fantastic. They're about to send us an invitation. I was going to say. Um, uh, I have a logistical question for you. Does the Hamilton movie count? Uh, no, I don't think so. I uh, I don't think that they've ever counted. To my knowledge, the Academy has never counted uh, recordings of stage. Because if they, I feel like if they did, no, I don't think it can't be. Because granted, like, like their, their, their rules about like, streaming does make that interesting like i don't i've read through the document once because i'm a nerd but i don't remember there being anything about specifically saying recordings to be totally honest it might but what i'm thinking off the top of my head is if there was obviously it wouldn't be hamilton but if that would have been a rule then i feel like there's some that we would have seen a nom for for anything like for like the one for phantom like that like the famous one from the 80s or whatever phantom fans you can yell at me later uh that I feel like we would have known that, so I'm going to go with no. I don't think you can count stage recordings based on no, no, no data. I mean, here's the really unfortunate thing: if it does get counted because it is streaming and uh, it's technically a movie and there's no other rule to prevent it, then it's going to win best song, and that's unfortunate for us. But it would, you know, it would. Not probably not yeah. best score, but it would win best sound. Uh, or best uh, best song, so that's unfortunate. Um, anyway, moving on. Well, I threw out best supporting. What do you want to go for? Uh, should we do the the counterpart supporting actress? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, okay. What have we got? Hmm. Let me quickly scroll through. Is that Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> Guns Akimbo. It it no Escape from Pretoria. I, I'm okay, just I'm seeing all these interesting before. little uh, little cards. So um, anyway, let's see here. Best supporting man. Page two is rough. I'm basically just going to stick to page one. <laughs> okay. Best supporting actress. Who do we got here? All right. Here's my current feeling. Let me let me let me marry it a little it. bit. Um, similar to your Bill Burr. Not I'm not saying this is on the same level, but I can see the same reasoning. Uh, Rosie Perez in Birds of Prey because she's been gone from the public image yeah. for so long. I can see that getting a nom. I'm assuming that there's another woman in the movie Emma other than the titular Emma. And because <laughs> it's a period piece, fair, I'm going to assume fair. that person gets it. Whoever that is, I bet she gets it. Uh, what else do I see here? Um, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always was supposed to be very good. And I see that there's a woman on the cover card. Yeah, see, that was going to be my winner. Okay, great. I'll, I'll say, I'll leave that to you then and, and assume that there's a, a nom to be had there. Yeah, I don't really see anything else that would jump out at me as like, mm, definitely going to be a winner. Although, again, I know Zola was beloved, so I'm going to say that clearly somebody in Zola is getting the best supporting nom. And I'm going to say that whoever that person is, and I don't know anything i'm literally just looking at the card uh that they would win it that's my bid it's gonna be i it's gonna be riley cof cuff co q q 
pretty show. Sure it's, it's cute. It's it's exactly pretty sure it's the way it looks. Got it. Uh, <laughs> I always I always make too much of O U G H in any word. I always no, try it's to, rough. I it's try to rough. fancy it, you know. Um, yeah, she had too much of the 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 big family nepotism going for her. They decided to make the last name really hard. Got it. Uh, that's what I'm going for. That that's my that's my bid. Uh, who is your winner for best supporting actress? Hmm. I think I think realistic. I haven't seen Zola, obviously. Um, I don't even know if it's out yet, but I've been doing some pretty steady googling to try and find something that isn't just like terrible Sundance cam. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I can, trust me, I'm on that. Um, but you're right. I think I think it's either Riley or Taylor, depending on which of them has the more supporting like role. Um, I know one of them is you know the titular character, but also probably is the supporting character. So could go either way there but yeah it's a classic one um and i think my winner is probably um what is her name talia Ryder, the supporting actress in never rarely sometimes always i think that it's one of those movies where i could really spend an hour talking about it but i'll say that it's it's one of two movies this year i think that are carried by just the sheer sheer strength of the performance because there is pretty much nothing else in the movie like there are two to three people the camera really doesn't leave the faces of the one or two main characters the score is minimal action is minimal dialogue is minimal um it's 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 based entirely of very long shots of stellar and stunning emotional performances and without the performances that those movies become nothing i mean they're still stunning they support the performances but they're without the stars um yeah so uh and the, the second movie that's like that is the assistant so julia garner is great in that um but all that to say talia Ryder. i'm actually let me based on literally no knowledge i want to offer you a counter argument mm-hmm. do you think that in a world in which the assistant did get the nom that she doesn't win because of like, if I'm not mistaken, isn't the assistant... Oh, you're right. Maybe the lead. Well, because what I was going to say was, it's uh, the assistant, if I'm not mistaken, that's the Harvey Weinstein movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. And well, my, you know, they, they, like, they, they say based on events similar. To right. Sure. Right. Yeah. So that's my... I just... There's something in me that's like, man, they're definitely going to... And I'm not, I'm not trying to compare them and say that this like, is... Like, I have not yeah. seen this movie, so I have no idea, like, what its quality is. I'm not trying to compare it to what I'm about to say. But I feel like because of the Weinstein case, they would try to green book it. And regardless of quality, like that story is just, I mean, Hollywood loves to give itself awards for its own stories in a, almost like in a Birdman way. So yeah, I kind of feel like that movie would have, would really clean up if it was good. I, I don't know anything about it, but that would be my thought. Yeah. But yeah. like you said, maybe that would be like a best actress more than anything else. Well, there you go. So our our four winners for best supporting actor and best supporting actress were Ewan McGregor and Bill Burr. And he said, throwing it to Shalila. Talia Ryder. And who was yours? Uh, mine was one of the two people in the movie Zola. <laughs> Whoever is actually the supporter. Great. We've got four probably yep. white people. <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> whoops. But like we said, there is a reason. Whoops, whoops, um, whoops. <laughs> I'm truly looking at the casts here, and it's that's that's really what it is. Um, we'll get to stars. We'll get to lead, and I think it gets a little better. I have a question um, really quick. Do you know anything about the movie Minari? No. 
Just okay. It's good. Because the, the, what I was going to say is if I can throw one possible edit to Best Supporting Actor. Yes, um, please. If I'm not mistaken from my vague, vague memories of the Sundance coverage, which I don't pay that much attention to, but a little bit, I think they were telling me that the kid is the lead and Steven Yoon is the support. And I think the the kid had like a lot of buzz. So what I'm saying is I don't really know if he is or not. If he is supporting, I would want to throw him in there because all I heard was that this, I think he's, he plays a seven-year-old and I think he actually was like seven or nine years old. He was supposed to just be incredible. So true grit energy. Exactly. Or, um, okay. Oh man, I'm not even going to try. I, I will not be able to pronounce it, but the, uh, the girl who was the lead in beast of the Southern wild, uh, uh, Quinze Wallace. Is that her name? I well, think. Renee Wallace. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Annie, right? Yes. Yes. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good she, stuff. so she got the nom for oh, that. So uh, good, yeah. And that's my point is like I feel like that might be there, but I don't I don't know if he's supporting or not. So I'm going to hold on to him for best actor. But I do want to say good stuff. that I think that might be. Um, okay, so those are our best supporting categories. Uh, do we want to throw in a non actor one here really quick? How about something that's going to really break our hearts? <laughs> uh, best animation. Oh jeez. Okay. Let's do it. This is sort of easier because there's just less animated movies. So we can actually say, we can say who the noms are. Like literally, like there's an answer if it happened right now because there's only X movies. So that's three, uh, arguably maybe, easier. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is sort of ironic uh, because they just announced, I think that they're, they're actually holding it to five permanently now. Um, hmm. Well. So... Here would be, I think, the noms. Like, factually, the noms would be Onward. Yeah. Scoob. Yeah. With an exclamation point. Uh, Trolls World Tour. Yes. Something called The Willoughbys. The Willoughbys, yes. And I think that's it. I don't really I remember the rules. I heard, like, not bad things about The Willoughbys. Like, it's, it's a perfectly average animated movie but apparently the soundtrack's pretty cute and it's one oh. of those like you put it on and you you walk out happy and then you forget sure. about it so which means what that more it, could it you won't ask win for? um no it won't yeah of course no it's chance. the it's the foreign one and they don't they don't like that uh here's the thing i don't remember i do not remember the rules the of partial animation animation and my mind i'm kind of drawing a blank right now because the lion king wasn't nominated last year so there must have been a rule about like how much time... I mean, Disney may not have submitted it for that category either, but my point is it has to be something about, like, the amount of time shown. So my question is, the only one that I think would count is not... It's mm-hmm. not even Sonic, is Doolittle. Would Doolittle be an animated movie? Because that movie's almost entirely animated, but I don't think they would count it because I think he is on screen too much. I think yeah. it would count as live action. I, I agree. I mean, we make this up so we could count it, but I think I would, my my final word on it is they wouldn't count it. All right. That's our final, this has been the final word. Uh, so, once again, that's Onward, Scoob, The Willoughby's Trolls World Tour. Uh, I have seen two of those movies, 
which is so far the largest proportion of movies that I have seen um, of any category. The resident expert over here, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, at this point, it's got to be Onward. I mean, I haven't seen The Willoughby's, so sorry to Willoughby's. I'm, I'm, you sound cute, but, uh, I mean, they love Pixar. It usually goes to Pixar. Yeah. Scoob was... I actually am. I'm really going to request that you and I do an episode on Scoob if we can. It's um, honestly fascinating. It's a, a a baffling movie. Really wild choices, but uh, it's not going to win. So I'm going to go with Onward. It was cute. It was well animated. It's Pixar. That's really all the Academy ever needs. Fantastic. Yeah, and, and there's like there's nothing to argue about there. <laughs> I also just second doing an episode on Scoob because I've been looking for an excuse to watch it. And then if I watch it, let's do it. I'm, I'm not kidding. It's, I mean, I've only seen five movies this year, so it's not like a huge bar. <laughs> I, can't but... believe, I can't believe Scoob was 20% of the 2020 releases that oh, you've seen. Oh, wait, I haven't counted Scoob in my letterbox. I've seen six. Look at me go. Um, Good job. Great. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, truly and honestly, like, even compared to, like, Birds of Prey or Doolittle. Doolittle, which didn't intend to be as strange as it was, or as it pretty much did, the the bones of Scooby, or Scoob, rather, are just really wild. Like, I, I kind of can't believe they got away with what they did. It is so non-conventional in every way, shape, and form that you can think of. It is shocking to me that a studio let them do it if they were thinking about, like, let's make another big animated franchise. Wow, did they go weird places. So... We can look forward to that one, but it's not going to win. Great. Well, we'll talk about it. Uh, okay, so that's best animated. That was easy. Knocking this out of the park. Uh, Killing it. How about um, best director? Yeah. Oh, that's a that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, ha, who directed these movies? <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I don't know who directed them, so I'm going to be doing it. Ba- I'm going to say... I think the director for <laughs> that'll be my entire yeah. <laughs> thing because I don't <laughs> it's know. Get very embarrassing, very quickly. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I think. I mean, to kick it off, um, Lee Unell or whatever his name is for the Invisible Man definitely gets a yep, nom. Yep. Yep. Um, who else is getting one? I'm giving for sure um, Eliza Hitman of Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. I, like I said, directorial excellence. Anything jumping out to you? I was going to echo Invisible Man even, like, not having seen it and being too scared to do so. Uh, I'm just aware that it was, like, how incredible it was made, supposedly. Um, And more than that, like, it it takes a lot. I mean, it honestly does. Like, The Quiet Place and Get Out are arguably the biggest horror movies of the last decade. Like, as in, I mean, biggest in terms of, like, they managed to break through the wall of people who like horror into like a larger audience of like you should right. go see this and maybe even Oscar contenders etc it's just really hard to do so the fact that the invisible man did it is makes me think whoever it is deserves a nom seems good yeah i'm going to say uh i honestly don't have any other people to nominate for real reasons i have people to nominate for guesses right i mean i i'm trying to hold back on like saying like oh Judd Apatow for Staten Island because well, but that, oh oh know. oh i mean duh we uh, we should feel bad about this. Um, all things oh, going uh, our way, it's Spike Lee. Lee. Yeah, it there honestly, oh, all things on. going our way, it, it hopefully literally will be Spike Lee, who has never won the Oscar. 
Um, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't been nominated. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. 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 If I'm not mistaken, actually, uh, I could be wrong about that, but guaranteed escaped a nomination. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, guaranteed he has not won one and he's been in the industry for close to 40 years. So, uh, not to mention the influence. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. I'm going to throw that in there. I'm also going to say what I mean by guesses isn't like, it's not like I'm, I'm throwing crazy ones in there. What I'm saying is like. A lot of these smaller Sundance ones, I'm guessing that one of them's getting in there. Like, it's either going to be yeah. Never Rarely or Zola or Minari or First Cow. Yeah, yeah, Some, yeah. Some, one of them. Ooh, First Cow will probably be the one we'll break One through. of them's getting the nom. It'll I don't be know the parasite. Who, but it's not going to be all of them. You know what I mean? One of them. And I think my final one here, uh, I actually think Judd Apatow, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think that's a fair, I think they would do it because... That's just what they do. Um, yeah. My other bid here, I have no knowledge of this movie. Literally zero. I just know that the Oscars love stuff like this. Greyhound's the only war movie I see on this chart. <laughs> and the Oscars love <laughs> to give war movies nominations. So, you know, they it's Tom Hanks. It's a war movie. Tom Hanks already came out and was like, hey, I wish this had been in movie theaters. And that's like Hollywood. You're basically like serving them up a, a buffet with that comment. So yeah, I'm gonna say that probably gets it on. That's that's my bid. Um, winner, I've got to go with Spike Lee. Not having seen it, it's just he would basically get the we were we're sorry it took yeah. us so long award. We're deeply embarrassed and let's use a crutch of the one year with no other movies to to give you the award you, know what I mean? you deserve for right. many it's, many many. It's gonna be kind of like the Gilmore del Toro one. It's it's like the classic one where like you get it for the movie you don't really yeah. You, get it for the career uh, career award yeah. right and and i feel like yeah. that's that's it that's my bid oh we should just call out that in a in a nice little lovely world where a lot of people get what they deserve a lot of the time kathy yan for birds of prey gets recognized for doing a nice job there yeah i mean if we are if it's our award show i would love to see her nommed but uh there's no no universe <laughs> it's just not gonna happen uh, yeah, they don't. They don't like that movie. That's one of those. It's one of those like twenty twenty things where you're like, at least we get to see her. <laughs> um, but yeah, she. I mean, she did do a great job. So shout out to her. All right, so uh, let's move on to the final two two big guys, the heavy hitters. Um, can I can I throw in an interlude category that we? Oh, can please do, through? please do. Because I think there's only there's very limited um, noms, but a uh, documentary feature. You're going to have to take this. Okay. I'm going to say, um, we've got Taylor Swift's Miss Americana. I think that gets nominated because people thought it said so many things that upon watching it did not. Um, <laughs> then we have Michelle Obama's Becoming. And then we have Crip Camp. And I think I'm, I'm actually missing something that What's I remember reading. Um, Crip Camp. It's about this uh, camp in the 70s, I believe, that started in the 70s, might be still running, about or for people with disabilities that basically changed the narrative and changed their lives. And it was, uh, it was like, uh, backed by the Obama's production company, Higher Ground, and huge buzz, and in every way, shape, and form is Oscar material. Um, it's actually also very, very, very good. Um, so it's one of those times where everything lines up, and you're like, yeah, that should take it. Oh, and uh, The Last Dance will probably, I mean, considering there are four movies, <laughs> gets our nom. Ten-part documentary. Still counts. What do you think about, um, 
with the new I, I keep seeing it advertised and I've heard good things about it but the uh, the Chechnya one uh, ah. on HBO you know what I'm talking about yes I do not remember what it's called but I do know what you're talking about it also reminded either. me that there are two other there are three other very strong <laughs> um, there's actually uh, the, the Jeffrey Epstein one Filthy Rich is supposed to be pretty good right there's Athlete A which is supposed to be very good um, I think I think people I think it would have it would have been the one in a year when Crip Camp didn't exist. All right, well there you go. Actually, a good year for documentaries. So if you're out there and you don't know what to watch, documentaries. I need to get better about it. I know I do. I just I don't uh, you know I'm already like slow on non documentaries. So I, I I definitely need to. And it's not like I don't enjoy them. I feel like I just get to them very late. Like, I tend to watch the documentary, like, five years down the road, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I heard about it. Let me watch it. I'm like, oh, that was great, you know? Yeah. It was, um, Welcome to Chechnya is what you were thinking of. You had, there we you had go. most of it. <laughs> and also, there's a Sintoya Brown documentary that's not terrible. All in all, lots of documentaries. We can move forward now. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's do Best Actor just for fun okay yeah let's let's jump there so again i i don't know who the leads are in a lot of these movies but i'm aware that uh the five bloods follows several men uh and it was supposed to be just kind of incredible so i'm going to assume that Mm -hmm. at least one of them gets a nomination um seems likely to me uh i don't Okay, I don't have anything against him. I really don't. I just don't really know him that well. And it's just sort of strange to me, the whole shtick. But the King of Staten Island seems like a way to get someone young like that a nomination. So I guess Pete Davidson. Uh, I'm going to say for a nomination, not a win. Um, uh, Tom Hanks in a war movie because... He's the guy side of the Meryl Streep nominations. He's who you nominate if you don't have anybody else. Uh, and then rounding out our list, like we talked about before, I'm going to go with at least one of the two people in Minari, either Stephen Yoon or the young fella, or uh, the leads in First Cow. I mean, they've all I've been hearing about, so I feel like any of those are going to get the nom. Winner? I don't know. Spin that wheel, I guess. Winner is Ben Schwartz as Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I really have no idea. I feel like my guess is it would be one of the people into Five Bloods. That's my current like yeah. gut feeling. Um, and that's for lots of interesting little reasons. But uh, that that's that's my bit currently. Yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah. I've got some some real ones to add on, some wishful ones to add on, and then some joke ones. Right. Um, uh, real one, uh, I think Ben Affleck would get the way back, right? I, th- I haven't seen it, but it seemed from... It's supposed to be really introspective, right? Well, because I know a lot of it is about him being... I think in the movie he's like an alcoholic, which Ben Affleck was slash is and like has dealt with it and recovered from it. And like the whole thing is about like whether or not you can go and actually do something good with your life, those kind of things. Like, I, it just seems like it's about him without being about him, so I'm with you. Like, I, I think that's gotcha. a good bid. It's one of those career noms, too. Um, yeah. Do you think Tom Hanks, Greyhound? Yeah, he was on my list. I think 
Mm-hmm. I mean, again, he's just, he's who you answer for when you don't have another guy, just like you put in Meryl Streep. Like, right. it's just, yeah. Okay, I've got one that's that's not making nom, but in my heart of hearts wins every award ever for all time. Uh, Andy Samberg <laughs> in Palm Springs. Um, my man. I still haven't seen it yet. Do you winner. think it's absurd? Like, is it is it not that kind of movie? Oh, he's not getting no. He. Okay, um, cool. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I think it's just. I think it's strictly just the type of movie is just not what the Academy wants to give an acting nom to. Fair. A couple of. <laughs> A couple of joke ones. We've got Vin Diesel and Bloodshot, one of the number one movie in America, briefly. So obviously a contender for every award. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a performance. I won't be watching it. Um, <laughs> we have um, Chris Hemsworth in Extraction, aka yet another xenophobic production by Net by Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just remembered and <laughs> wish I didn't. Um, and I had one more. Um, ah. Now, what was it? Oh, movies. So let's riff about movies while I try to remember. Movies, huh? Crazy. Put, put, move, put moving pictures on film. 20, put them up 20. on a big screen. Ah, Robert Downey Jr. and Doolittle. Of course. <laughs> that was my last yep, joke yep, one. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, here's the thing. Depending on what the rules are, those might be our eligible people. So we're really in trouble. Here's the sad <laughs> thing. Uh, ben Schwartz couldn't be like they st- they've just never done it. They've never done a voice performance. So yeah, no. And he was so good. He I'm not saying I'm gonna was. run straight to giving him best actor, but damn, he was really good. He brought he brought Sonic to life. He really did. So who's your winner? Hmm. I mean, in my heart of hearts, I I always give it to Andy Samberg when I can. Um, sure. If not for Palm Springs, which I wouldn't instantly give like five stars or anything, because I think. Pop star never stop, never stopping. Should have. You <laughs> loved that movie. We uh, saw that movie together, we listeners. Sure did. And I will admit, uh, I didn't get it. <laughs> I, I think I got to revisit it because all I have heard in the years since is that that movie is like a masterpiece of satire. <laughs> and the entire time I was in it, I just remember thinking, I don't really get what's happening <laughs> so i kind of want to watch it again shalila loved it i can attest to that i have never laughed harder in a theater you, you um, really haven't you were so just joyous i mean I the energy asthma. yeah, yeah I, you really were into it yeah um, um i think that's that's all i got for actors <laughs> will smith and bad boys for life the, yeah <laughs> Uh, again, not having seen Defy Bloods or many of the other actual possibles, I think actors this year are less interesting. That's my bid. Mm-hmm. So far, as of what's on the screen in front of me, than Best Actress. Uh, it kind of feels like oh, there's really, a lot yes. of options, right? So, completely serious answers here. Like, not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not yet gonna throw out anything I think would be absurd. Uh, Elizabeth Moss twice? For yeah, Shirley, Shirley and the Invisible Man, which is, I mean, that's a that's a rare thing, but it kind of feels like if you were to do it right now, that might be kind of the way it would have to go, is, is she would have yeah. to get the nom for one or both. Um, certainly the lead from Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, it has not been, not like, it's just nonstop talked about the entire time. Ms. Juneteenth has been talked about consistently. Yes. Uh, Zola's been talked about consistently. All of those make me think that those women would take, uh, would at least get the nom. And I'm going to round it out with the same thing I said before. 
they love weird period pieces. So I'm Emma, Emma right? Like, and to me, that's like a realistic slate. Even if we were to fast forward to the end of the year, it's kind of a realistic slate. One of the two for her. Uh, smaller indies that are like very much talked about. Uh, yeah, that's that's my bid. The winner of those, couldn't tell you. Haven't seen a single one, but I'm assuming Elizabeth <laughs> Moss nabs her first. Yeah, that would um, be my I think bid. I one. Um, I'd Who did I say miss? Um, uh, Margot Robbie. Um, Birds for Birds of Prey. Prey? Yeah, yeah. I, I seriously think so. I don't it's, think she wins, but I would like I to put it there in spirit. I would put it in. I I don't think she would get the nom. You really think so? I think if the Academy is doing a serious consideration right now with what we have, yeah. Oh sure, I sure. actually think so. Here's a here's my good argument for that in in support of your 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 position. This is her. Uh, Johnny Depp was nominated for Jack Sparrow role. Right? Like, ah, I love he, that. that is a real fact. We've talked about it before. Johnny Depp was nominated for the role of Jack Sparrow in the original Pirates of the Caribbean for an for a Academy Award. I feel like if you think of it that way, then it's honestly not that absurd that she's nominated for this role, considering who she is, all the, the movies mm-hmm. she's been in, and how much she has taken this character and made it hers. Yeah, I like that. You've, you've been won on me a over. bit of a, a sprint recently, and I think that this again, there's really just so, there's though. just such few movies that I think they could they could see it. Um, I'm going to throw out a couple of streaming wishful thinking plugs that Go in no world are making a nom list, but I think deserve some recognition. Um, I haven't seen it, but I love Charlize Theron, so her and the old guard because she yep. got a, a haircut for it, so yep. that's award worthy. Um, then. I, again, haven't seen it. Honestly, it seems very alt-weird, so I'm not going to see it. But Alison Brie and Horse Girl, I've heard good things about just her. Movie's still weird. Um, and I don't know if you know the movie Dating Amber. No, I do not. Okay, well, it's uh, that's very fair. It released very recently, straight to Amazon Prime Video. Um, and very, very small budget, very local movie, entire cast and mostly crew is Irish and it's all set in Ireland. So lots of reasons why it didn't, you know, really make the big stage, but it is a beautiful, beautiful, really, really well done movie that, um, surpassed my expectations greatly. It, very young cast almost entirely. Um, and the lead is this lovely lady named Lola Pettigrew, um, I'd say I'd say arguably the guy in the movie Fiona Cher, who's also in Normal People, is sort of a co-lead. This is a lot about one movie, but it's lovely. I think she should get a Best Actress nom. Interesting. She's very good, and either I, she won't. There's no world in which she gets that kind of nom. But what, what um, was the name of the movie again? Dating Amber. Dating Amber. All right, for our listeners and myself, Dating Amber. I will keep an eye out. So, who is your winner? Who do you pick as your? Who would you give it to right now if you had to? Definitely Elizabeth Moss. Um, career award also. Um, has she ever won before? No, she's never won. No, right? Um, I don't think she's ever yeah, been nominated. This is her year. I don't think. This is both her year in terms of there are such few movies and she has absolutely killed it. Is Invisible Man is like that. That should give her every award. Okay. So that was Best Actor and Best Actress. Now we come down, of course, to the big one. The final award of the night. What is this year's parasite? <laughs> uh, so, if I'm not mistaken, in the most recent presser from the Academy, they have mandated 10 movies. 
It's no oh. longer optional. Okay, so I like that. Keep that in mind because I'm going to actually make you pick 10. So I'm going to come up with my 10. And as a reminder, I'm basing this on literally nothing. <laughs> so here's my, here's my probables. I'm assuming they're getting nominations if we held them today. We're obviously going to get some of the ones we mentioned already because that's how the Academy is. We're going to get First Cow. We're going to get Minari. We're going to get Zola. We're going to get uh, Never Rarely. We're going to get King of Staten Island. We're going to get either Invisible Man or Shirley, not both. So I'm going to go with the Invisible Man because of... Mm -hmm press i guess um we're gonna get greyhound because it's the only war movie i'm aware of <laughs> they just that's how they are so those are the seven that i know like for sure those are going on the list uh oh and defy bloods obviously i keep forgetting about defy bloods um that's on there so those are the eight that i feel like are guaranteed so if i have to slide into based on nothing other than that I hope, or I wish, or I've seen them. Um, I think I'm going to ask the Academy to consider putting in... Uh, well, no, that would be animation, so I guess I can't take that. I'm going to say Emma again. They just love having... They love having that poster on their list. The poster that oh, I'm yeah. seeing in front of me. They just love that. So I guess Emma's getting in there. Uh, and that leaves this 10th spot. This this wild card 10th spot. So who's my wild card? Um, I guess I'm going to go with... Let's go with a movie that I haven't seen, but I've just heard nonstop about. So this is just wishful thinking based literally on the fact that I haven't stopped hearing about it. Let's put Ms. Juneteenth in there as our, like, 8th grade isn't going to get it movie. Uh, I like it. Those are my 10. I'm sure we will have a lot of overlap, but I would love to hear your 10, and then we can reveal our winners. We one we have 100% overlap. Um, oh, there it is. Great. I, there's, <laughs> there's just nothing else I could possibly... It's kind of hard I, to argue I, at this point, again, right? Again, I mean, <laughs> it's those are just obviously... The movies yeah. that would happen. I mean, you yeah. can have fun with it and be like, Palm Springs. At first off, I didn't like Palm Springs that much, but there's no world in which they make that list, so there's really no arguing here. Um, uh, I mean, you could experiment with the wild card, and I could say that um, something like, um, I don't know, Kajillionaire makes it if it gets really big suddenly. Or sure. The Nest, which I keep hearing about, obviously haven't seen yet, but it's, it's Jude Law, which carries it pretty far. Um, Got it. Like one of those nominations where people are like, what, what movie are you talking about? Like the, there's always the yeah, one that you're like, yeah. what the hell is this movie? I guess, I guess, you yep. know, I'd love to see David Copperfield up there again, just to see David mm. Capel, who Okay, yeah. Going back, should have probably thrown into the he best He probably should have been a best actor, yeah. Yeah. But it was, I mean, based on what I've heard, like, not bad. Um, again, wouldn't make that list normally, but glad we run the show. So, yeah, I, I agree with everything. Just, I think, swap out the wild card, but that's why it's a wild card. So, who is your winner? Who are you giving Best Picture 2020? I mean, okay, for, for again, haven't seen this movie. It's still, I think... So, okay. Okay, I'm going to think for two minutes. Um... 
We're giving. Did we give? <laughs> are we giving Spike Lee best director? We well, that's who I gave it to. I think you gave it to as well. Yeah, because I, yeah. I won to. The problem is, if I'm going to imitate the Academy, then I'm not giving The Five Bloods best. I also haven't seen it. Um, I am giving a movie that wouldn't ever win Best Picture. I'm giving Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. I was going to say, you've, um, you've, you've lauded this movie, the whole podcast. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, best movie. That seems completely fair. I am going to go the more traditional route. Um, mm-hmm. We just talked about it. It's the same reason that he would take director. I'm going to go with The Five Bloods. Not having seen it, I just, like, poof, is it uh, well past time that Spike Lee got some kind of recognition? And this very much feels like that movie of, like, hmm, we really messed up the past 40 years, didn't we? I guess it's time that we finally did something. And that's not to say that it's not good. I mean, it's supposed to be incredible. But um, uh, I think it will be one of the rare rare director best movie alignments that is my bid for our fake thing i don't know why i keep saying it will be there's no nominations yet <laughs> but in my head i think <laughs> i am really hoping the oscars still happen so i'm just gonna keep yeah so that is our our best guesses for lack of a better word but i have a yeah. more specific challenge for you sure and i will admit i think this is more a challenge for me so you are welcome to to add in, but frankly, you just have more to work with here. What I would like to know is, what are your nominations for those? What are your winners? We'll only do winners for those categories from only the things you have seen. It mm. cannot be anything that you haven't seen. You must have watched the 2020 release. And I have only got six, so I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, so... That is what I'm going to posit to you. Now, since you have more, would you like more time to consider? Because I only have six. Nah, it's okay. Let's riff. I have about 20. <laughs> okay. We'll have fun with this. All right. Uh, so if you, if you want some more time, I can start with my six. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So, again, the six movies that I have seen this year are Scoob, Onward, To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn and Doolittle, which is just a, what a, selection. a real bevy of movies. I'm, I'm getting more sad the longer the sentence goes on. <laughs> so here we go. Best Supporting Actor, my boy, my fella, Jimothy Marsden. Uh, he just deserves it for all the reasons I said before. He's going to get it. He's my guy. Uh, Best Supporting Actress. I literally couldn't tell you if there was a real human woman in the movie Doolittle. I don't remember. I think (laughs) the Queen of England is in it. This is so funny. I'm going to ignore that. I think James Marsden had a girlfriend. And I know that there was at least one woman in the movie to all the boys because it's the main one played by Lana Contour. (laughs) So... Uh, basically what I'm saying is that eliminates all of those movies. So the only answer can be one of the supports from Birds of Prey. I'm going to go with Rosie Perez because it's interesting to see her back in movies. So currently my Oscar slate is James Marsden for Sonic the Hedgehog and Rosie Perez for Birds of Prey uh, for Best Supporting. Best Director. I... 
huh. I am faced with a difficult choice here. I guess Kathy Yawn. I like yeah. it. I guess. I, I, I just you really you really have slim pickings for that one. I really do. And a lot of this is I'll admit, this is sort of unfair to these movies, but can you name a single director of an animated movie that isn't Miyazaki? Or John Lasseter? Because I no. I kinda can't. Um, maybe I guess Lord Miller, but that's because they kind of bounce sure. back and forth between stuff. I just, like, I feel, I almost feel bad about it, but part of the reason I can't pick Onward, I'm not saying I would necessarily, but, like, I don't know who directed it because I just never know that. Animated movies never get director noms. I don't think they ever will. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with our, our, our best friend Kathy for Birds of Prey uh, because she managed to put together something that was the most unexpected out of anything on this list. That was live action, which is a very small, small category. Um, okay, best animated, onward, easy. Best actor, which I'm guessing means live action, so that eliminates yes. a lot and means that poor, uh, 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 what's his face can't get in. Jason Schwartz is that his name? Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Can't get in. So that leaves me with Robert Downey Jr. Jesus. Or Noah Centineo, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. What, because I don't. Jim Carrey wouldn't count, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Ewan McGregor would count as best actor. I think he would be supporting. Oh my God. Am I giving it to Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, no. I'm really sorry you have to put yourself through this. Oh, God. Okay. I guess Best Actor goes to Robert Danny Jr. for Doolittle. That's very disappointing. Muted claps. Wow. That was really hard for me. Um, okay. And then finally, Best Actress. Uh, I mean, you had a good argument, but even your argument aside, it's only her, Alana Condor. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess I gotta go with uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. So that is my Oscar ballot based only on what I have seen using only that limitation. Those are my one, two, three, four, five, six winners. Uh, yeah. What a, what a year that would be. Man. Imagine sitting in the auditorium. That means birds of prey yeah, takes home the three Oscars in my Oscars, three of the six. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would just quit the internet is what I would do. Yeah, oh, I would never go on social media again. It'd be a huge mistake. Okay, so who are your six winners? Okay, I'm going to quickly say what, I, what I've got that actually counts, what I've seen. Um, Birds of Prey, Invisible Man, Onward, Palm Springs, Sonic, The Half of It, To All the Boys 2, Bad Boys for Life, King of Staten Island, Taylor Swift, Miss Americana, The Lovebirds, Never Rarely, Love Wedding Repeat, which I will never speak of again after this moment, <laughs> um, Michelle Obama's Becoming, and Dating Amber. Okay, I actually, I mean, my pickings are, like, terrible. Um, there's a no, piece you, you have one a lot. Or two that would actually take the Oscar, so, yeah. um, which isn't terrible. Um, okay, Best Supporting, since you already said James Marsden, and 
I consider myself one of the presidents of the Marsden Hive or the Marsden Fan Club or whatever sure. we want to call ourselves. Um, I would give it to him, but you just did, so I'm I'm just gonna say Jim Carrey because wait, you know, would you like to give it to him? Give an award because to I realized him. I forgot about you and McGregor. I'll admit. So if you'd like, I can rescind. We can pull a, a moonlight, and I can give it to you and McGregor because I messed up, and he's the moonlight here. Perfect. And then you give it. Okay, great. Perfect. As long as I've mentioned once on this episode that Jim Carrey exists, um, I feel bad. We kind of forgot. And Eggman performances, Eggman. Um, (laughs) Great. So he was in there. Um, We probably should have mentioned him way back, but we're doing it now. Great. Um, So I'm giving it to my man, James, uh, the the, the ultimate Chris, whose name is not Chris. Then we've got um, Best Supporting Actress. Um, I'm actually going to name somebody brand new. um, Belle Powley for King of Staten Island. She's really good in the movie. She's actually really good. Um, She might be my... She's by far my favorite performance in the movie. It's not really a movie of performances. Bill Burr is great, but also, you know, he's just... It's just that he's acting against Pete Davidson. (laughs) Um, But Belle Powley is very good. So Belle Powley for Best Supporting Actress. Then I'm going to move to animation because it's obviously onward i don't have anything else then we got best director i think i'm giving that to lee Winnell for invisible man um just very good best actor slim slim pickings um i'm i'm giving i'm i'm truly here between um andy samberg and pete davidson i think oh my Um, god so that's (laughs) what a year really interesting uh, I, I guess arguably I've got Kumail Nanjiani for the Lovebirds, but like no. Um, so I'm handing that to Andy Samberg. Wow. This is a this is a rough year for actors. That means we gave it to Andy Samberg and Robert Downey Jr. He for sure did. Doolittle. What an interesting split. You were that was all you. Don't hold me responsible for. <laughs> Don't say we. we. <laughs> for your mistakes. It's not a we. <laughs> Alright, fair. Alright, <laughs> well. It's just bizarre. It's not as embarrassing. Okay, well, actress is Elizabeth Moss, if I didn't do yeah. it. I don't think I did it, but it's Elizabeth Moss, obviously. Um, and for Invisible Man, of course. And best film. I didn't do best film. Is Never Rarely. Never Rarely. Easy. Yeah, okay. Sure. There we are. Great. Well, that is a, a hell of a, a ballot that each of us has. Um, I think yours actually makes sense and mine is a fever dream uh not a good a fever nightmare i guess is a better way to say that uh onwards really the only one that like gets it i guess uh, i honestly think you and mcgregor could be but that's a bit that's it like those are the only two um wow okay so if you'll indulge me i have one more game for us to play involving our terrible fate great i've got a mini game after as well okay great uh what I would like to know is, let's say that, uh, you know, the Oscars still have to be held, but because things are so wild uh, and nothing makes sense anymore, that they can't use the categories that they currently have because they're just Great. meaningless. What I would like to know is, what, like, can you name a couple movies that you would give the winner of a category that you're making up for that movie? Does that make sense? So, for yeah. example, for example, like, uh, the Invisible Man would take best horror movie because that's just all there is. So, I mean, it's right. going to take it, that kind of thing. Um, or I would like to nominate best CGI performance of an animal that could have been live action to Call of the Wild. 
because they could have just had a real dog, but they didn't for reasons I'll never understand. Um, Best rom-com that you didn't see, even though it's free on the internet right now, The Lovebirds. Um, Hey, listen, I wasted two hours of my life on that movie and I will not have it it. thrown out of the window because it's terrible. Um, It's terrible. So those are the kind of the kind of nominations I'm looking for, and I, I'll throw those out as as some of mine. I would also like to nominate uh, Eurovision as the movie mm-hmm. most seemingly based on its trailer, like the movie Blades of Glory, also featuring Will Ferrell. Uh, I think I would give that award to Eurovision this year. Based on the cards I'm looking at, I would give to Five Bloods Best Poster. Really cool poster. It's very cool. I like it. I would it. also give the Five Bloods Best Ensemble. Oh, there you go. We got, we got some SAG Awards coming in here. I like it. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I we like do. it. Okay. I know my award shows. Um, what else? Yeah. Greyhound Best best Loss to a Streaming Service based on Tom Hanks' personal attachment to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Best. Uh, oh, no. Please do not travel <laughs> with Tom Hanks yet again. Yep. Greyhound. Whoops. Um... Oh, uh, I'm okay. Really wild. We haven't mentioned this movie at all, but I think it deserves an Oscar for this choice. Movie that most benefited from the pandemic. Artemis Fowl. <laughs> it didn't have to release okay. in theaters, so it didn't have to be a flop. <laughs> Instead, it was just a Disney Plus it could, hit. <laughs> it could have just been forgotten. Um, but the pandemic came actually, and saved my it. My mini game actually fits perfectly into your game, so I'm just going to throw it out there. My mini game is. Pick your, your film for worst movie of the year. Nominate oh, some and then pick one. I, oh. I know it's too easy to just pick one. Perfect. I mean, yeah, Doolittle. I mean, of what I've seen, I can only say Doolittle. Doolittle, Artemis Fowl, The Call of the Wild. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what else? I'm going to assume, I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to assume My Spy. Uh, yeah, so it that looks was like it could be cute. For sure. But I'm guessing. Um, Trolls World Tour, probably. Um, wow, what is your beef with Trolls? Listen, <laughs> I just... You know what did I think it is? I think it was because of the movie Sing. Did you see the movie Sing? Ariana Grande has a song in it. I've seen it, yeah. Here's the point. That movie killed musical animated movies for me. <laughs> um, based on everything you just heard, it should be clear. And it's not... I'm not saying, like... I'm not counting, like, Disney. Like, what I mean is, like, pop, or, or what's the right word? Jukebox musicals? Animated jukebox musicals. Uh, Sing ruined it, and Trolls just deepened it. So, anyway, I'm out on Trolls. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, those are my nominations for worst. Uh, I haven't heard, I haven't actually seen Artemis Fowl, but I've heard it actually might beat out Doolittle. So, I mean... At this current point, it has to be Doolittle, but that's my that's my pick. So get this, I have a different pick. Okay, um, interesting. So you know it's terrible. Um, but I'm going to add some nominations on first. Definitely Great. second, My Spy. The, I don't want to watch that, but I think we all know the approximate quality. Um, I'm going to add on The Wrong Missy, which I think went straight to Netflix, and I considered watching until I googled the reviews, and I was like, oh god, no. Um, I'm also adding in another, I believe, straight to Netflix terrible movie, which is Spencer Confidential. Um, mm. It's a Mark Wahlberg and a bunch of people, and yep. it's just not good. Yep. Um, I'm adding in the rhythm section, which is not as bad as the rest, but also With, bad. Uh, Blake Lively. 
Yes, but I'm going for the worst movie that I... I guess I should count this as a movie I've seen, but it's so embarrassing that I I, I, I did actually turn it off about, like, 30 minutes in. But um, 365 Days, the Polish um, Fifty Shades of Grey, which had a big resurgence because they technically, officially, wide released it on Netflix. Um, what is this movie and called? Then, it's it, it's honestly just embarrassing to continue to talk about it, but it's called Three Sixty Five Days. Oh oh oh! It's this card on Letterboxd. Oh, got it. Yeah. I kept wondering yeah. who the person I thought was Kira Knightley was. Um, it's not her. They're both Polish, and there's nothing good I, that I can possibly say about this movie. <laughs> it's interesting. Okay. Just god awful. So that's my worst movie of the year. Wow. Uh, it made the top three most viewed items on Netflix in many territories. That here's a, here's a really, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. This is a really interesting sentence. Like a, this is such an interesting way to frame this movie. What what I mean by this is clearly the Wikipedia writer was trying to be neutral, right? Just trying to present facts, different, different perspectives. 365 days drew parallels with the 2015 erotic drama, 50 shades of gray but was praised for its more daring sex scenes. It was criticized for romanticizing kidnapping and rape. <laughs> On review aggregator website Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of 0%. <laughs> I just like like that they they really were trying. They were like, you know, here's some good things. (laughs) Uh, There there wasn't a second where I was like, I'm wrong about hating this movie. So that's your your worst movie of the year. That is it. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think Doolittle has a 0%. No bueno. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, I would like to throw out one more... uh, category that i would like to give a movie the the winner the win to yes please uh the movie that most paid for harrison ford's mortgage the call of the wild (laughs) (laughs) Uh, followed by the movie that vin diesel most believed would launch a new franchise for him bloodshot (laughs) man i wonder what that's uh that one (laughs) (laughs) gonna make the noms on that one yep. uh i'm giving yet another adventure about Kristen stewart to underwater um oh, and where she has a, a haircut uh, uh uh like an alternative haircut <laughs> yet another alternative haircut by Kristen stewart yep to underwater i like that i'm giving best horse girl movie to horse girl i'm giving um best adaptation of a very old tv show that nobody asked for to fantasy island nice yes <laughs> best hamilton to hamilton um, oh that's true our final <laughs> category uh oh here we go i got i got the purchase script movie most like the joker in that we really just don't ever want to talk about it again <laughs> if we can help it on social media or this podcast <laughs> hamilton the movie <laughs> I'm okay if Joker's legacy is to be a category of movies that are like it. Like, 2020's Joker is Hamilton. And then we all just shut up about yeah. it. Yeah. So, that's it, everybody. <laughs> Those are our nominations. You've officially heard the uh, Are You Still Watching Oscars 2020 uh, nominations, winners, etc. So, if the if the ceremony doesn't happen, please just make sure to play this episode back. Uh, over your TV speakers and yeah. then just put up like an image 
of a guy holding a card or like a statue or something, and you can pretend that it was the Oscars. Yeah, there you go. We're doing it for free. I mean, yeah, we've given that to you. Great. It's really emblematic well, of how things are going in general. All right. Well, actually, you know what? I will. Uh, let me do this. I'll plug a movie that I've seen recently that I really enjoyed. Uh, and I think a lot of people saw, and I just never got around to it. Dr. Sleep. Very enjoyable movie. You, you know, you know, I don't enjoy horror. And I have not watched yeah. The Shining until very recently. I'd seen it like many, many, many sections of it um, mm-hmm. several times, but I'd never actually seen the movie all the way through. So I decided to watch uh, Doctor Sleep with Alex, and uh, it was very good. It was like uh, Ewan McGregor; he's been the, the star of this podcast. Um, very enjoyable, and I think what I liked so much about it is it just um, it didn't try to be. The Shining, if that makes sense. Like, it didn't try to... It didn't try to repeat it. And it also felt like it wasn't in love with The Shining. Like, as a sequel, it it didn't... It wasn't in love with its predecessor. And it spent a lot of the time critiquing it and answering questions that it didn't or, or challenging parts of it. And in a way that was just really interesting. Uh, and I very much enjoyed it. Um... I mean, I don't think, I don't know if you would say that it's going to be as like legendary as The Shining, but I think you can't get away. Like, I think that's a legacy you just can't compare really. All things being equal, though, I'm not going to lie. I think I kind of enjoyed it more than The Shining. (laughs) I think maybe like if you watched them together as like a, as a two-parter, I think it's just a great way to end it. Um, And Ewan McGregor is just so good. Has he ever won an Oscar? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Has he ever been nominated? I don't know this at all. Let's let me look this up really quick. I don't think because I'm assuming it would have been for Moulin Rouge over anything else, right? Let's see. He no, won... he's never been nominated. Oh my god! Wow, this is a travesty. What are you doing? You're telling me that the voice of Rodney Copperbottom in 2005's Robots has not won an Oscar? <laughs> No, he's the best he's done is Golden Globe. I am upset by this. <laughs> this is not a joke. I'm actually kind of upset by this. <laughs> like he's he's so good. He's so good. Even I would have given it to him for Big Fish. He's so he's enjoyable. Good. Well, all right. That's how I want to finish it. I want to finish it. Oh, this is going to be a sentence. Please don't take us down, Apple. I want to finish by plugging Ewan McGregor because I think. <laughs> he deserves an Oscar nomination. So that's the sound bite that'll follow me for the rest of my non-career. Anyway, that's it. That's the podcast. Shalila, you want to end it for us? <laughs> I really don't want to say anything after that. I just want everybody who listens to it to be left with Whoops. what you said. <laughs> anyway, you McGregor, you're great. This has been the Aries to Watching Oscars. Uh, I'm Eric. You can find us at... AYSW pod on Twitter. You can find us at patreon.com slash AYSW or anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts. I am on Twitter at more Eric Morales. And I am on Twitter at OK Shalila. And oh Eric would like to plug you. I really, 
I really hope Ewan McGregor doesn't listen to this. I mean, I know he doesn't, but I hope that it doesn't eventually make his way there. Ewan McGregor, I mean it, buddy. I just am into, I want the best Let me make it really big. And your career, <laughs> he just, okay? He supports you, sir. This is where you fade out, right? This is the ending of the podcast. <laughs> it just starts to fade out slowly. All right, that's it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>